0: Chagigidav Tezayin number one. We are on the second line of the page, which is the first line of the Gemara. The Mishnah had a big, expansive makhloikis spanning generations um, as to whether or not a person is allowed to do smicha, leaning on his korban on Yom Tov, whether it's considered working the animal on Yom Tov and therefore it's forbidden, or whether it's part of the avoida and therefore it should be allowed. And at the end of the Mishnah, we said, um, uh, just uh, we showed which of the... Rabbis in each pair of of, of arguing rabbis, which one was the Nasi, the prince, and which one was the Avbezdin. And we're going to have a b'risa, which actually has a machloikas about one or or two of the rabbis in this grouping, whether they were Nasi or Avbezdin. Tana Rabbanin. Shloy Three of the first pairs of arguing rabbis. Amru, who said, Shloy that you're not allowed to do smicha. Vishnaim and two of Mizugoi Saachroinim of the later pairs of arguing rabbis, sha'am Lismaich, who said that you should do smicha, Hayunasiim. They are the nasiim. They are the princes. V'shniim lahem and the their their colleague, their arguing partner in each of those pairs were the Avos Bezdin. That's Divi Rebbe Meir. That's the opinion of Rebbe Meir. And if we look back, that is exactly what our Mishnah says. But the rabbis argue and they say Yehuda ben Tabai, that in fact Yehuda ben Tabai was the Avbezdin, and Shimon ben Shetach was the Nasi, was the prince. So they're arguing with Rebbe Meir on whether Yehuda ben Tabai was the Avbezdin, or let's say Yehuda ben Tabai and Shimon ben Shetach, whether they were Nasi or Avbezdin. The Gemara asks, "Man al Who taught this brisa? And we're going to see it's a brisa which is going to talk about Yehuda ben Tabai, and it's also going to talk about Shimon ben Shetach. And apparently, it's only going to, af- going to fit one of these opinions. So, Amr Rabbi Yehuda ben Tabai, Rabbi Yehuda ben Tabai said, "Ereb I should see consolation im loy eight eid If I didn't kill the eid Zomim. what this means is, is he is happy with himself that he ruled in a case where he um, he killed. A, a, a conspiring witness. Why was he saying that he was so happy that he that he killed him? <inaudible> to exclude from the opinion of the tzdukim, the people who don't believe in Tershabal Pe, <inaudible> because they used to say <inaudible> they used to say that you can only ever uh, punish an aid zomem, <inaudible> a conspiring witness, if the person who they were lying against had already been killed. Only then can you kill the conspiring witness. But Rabbi Tabai and the halacha tells us that no. In fact, it's only before this um, the, the, the the defendant gets killed in court that you can actually kill the edom zomimim in his place. In fact, if he is killed and only then the witnesses are found to be lying and conspiring, you actually can't kill them. So, in this case, obviously the defendant had not been killed, and that's why uh, Yehuda ben Tabai had said that Eid Zomim needs to be killed. So, Omoloi Shimme ben Shetach, ben Shetach says back to him, he says, You're right with regards to that halacha against the tztukim. But Ere ben im shafach domnaki. But I should see consolation if you haven't killed an innocent person. Why should you not have killed this person? because the tell us, that you only ever kill the conspiring witnesses, ad if you are killing both of them, if they have both been discredited. and you do not give them lashes, ad until you have um, disproved both of them. and you don't make them pay money, right, ad until both of them have been discredited. And in this case, Yehuda ben Tabai, he killed the man, even though he was the, even though he was a, a one witness. The other witness, they couldn't uh, prosecute, they couldn't disprove. But this one guy, they did disprove, and he killed him based on his testimony. Says Shimon ben Shetach, that was a big mistake. What happens now? Meyad love Yehuda ben Tabai. Immediately, Yehuda ben Tabai accepted upon himself <laughs> that he would only ever rule a halachic decision if it was in front of Shimeh ben Shetach. Because he was worried about making a mistake in the future and he respected Shimeh ben Shetach's opinion. As a continuation of the story, Kol Yomav Shal ben Tabai, from then on, All of the days of Yehuda ben Tabai, He would prostrate himself on the grave of that person, that lying witness who he had killed, and illegitimately. And his voice was heard from the cemetery. The people thought, they thought to say, that there was actually the voice, the sound of the dead man who was crying out from the grave. Um, he said to them, "Yehuda ben Tabai said to them, them, 'Kolyu, it's my voice that you're hearing.' And Tedu, you should know, Shalemachu, who that tomorrow I'm going to die. for ein nishma, and his voice would not be heard. And that was the proof that it was his voice all along. As an aside, Amalei Rav Acha Ravashi, he says to Ravashi, he says that's not really a good enough proof. The fact that his voice stopped on the day of his death does not necessarily prove that that voice all along was Yehuda ben Tabai's." Uh, it could have actually been the sound of the dead man, the dead man's voice, and maybe on the day of his death, Yehuda ben David had managed to appease and placate the dead man, and that's why the voice stopped or perhaps or maybe he'd gone up with once he died Yehuda ben Tabai had gone up with the dead man to to the, to the settle it in the courts in Shemaim, and that's why we could no longer hear the dead man's voice be that as it may what happened was is Yehuda ben Tabai accepted upon himself after making this error that he would never again make a halachic ruling unless it was in front of Shimon ben Shetach. now there's a rule the Nasi is of a higher level than the Avbezdin and an Avbezdin. In is actually not allowed to rule or make a halachic ruling in front of the Nasi. So now we're going to see. Maniha, who was the author of this b'risa? If you're going to say, it makes sense that it was Rebbe Mayer because according cuz according to Rabbi Meir do Ama ben avbezdin and Rabbi Yehuda ben Tabai nosi cuz he said that Shimon ben Shetach was the avbezdin and Rabbi Yehuda ben Tabai was the Nasi, and then it'll make sense to Shetach that's how Yehuda ben Tabai could accept upon himself that he, from then on he would only make rulings in front of Shimon ben Shetach that is only allowed if he's the Nasi. if he's the avbezdin he's not allowed to make rulings in front of Shimon ben Shetach it's not respectful but if you're going to say, Rabbanan, that the author of the bribes was actually the rabbis to Amri who said Yehuda ben Tabe was only the Avbezdin and Shemim ben Shetach was in fact the Nasi, well then you've got a problem. How could he have accepted upon himself from then on only to make halachic rulings in front of Shemim ben Shetach? Avbezdin bifnei Nasi mi meirei halacha. The Avbezdin is not allowed to pasken halacha in, av- uh, in front of the Nasi. Says the Gemara, loy, no, that's not a good enough proof. This brysa could have in fact been the opinion of, Rab, of, uh, of the Rabbonin. And really Yehuda ben Tabai could be the Avbezdin. Because my Kibbal to Dukkha Omar, what does it mean that he said that from then on he would not make a ruling in front of, unless it was in front of Shemmeh ben Shetach? He says, because obviously, according to this, if he is only the bezdin, he's not allowed to do that. What it means is, L'itzturufi. it means that if they would split and start a smaller Bezdin for some local matter, that what it means is, is that even if they would go away from the Sanhedrin and they would have a, a small court and it was with Shimei ben Shetach and Yehuda ben Tabai, that in such a case he would never have his own court unless Shimon ben Shetach was there. That's what he means. He accepted upon himself from then on that he would never sit in a court, obviously not the Sanhedrin, but not even in a small court unless Shimon ben Shetach was there. And in such a case, even though Shimon ben Shetach, according to this opinion, would be the Nasi, and Yehuda ben Tabai would be the Avbezdin, nevertheless it would be permitted in the small court for him to make a ruling in front of Shimon ben Shetach. So just as a summary, what we were saying is, is based on our Mishnah, we had a certain rule to determine who was the Av Bezdin and who was the Nasi. Rabbi Meir said the same thing in the Braisa, and Rabanan had a disagreement as to whether Yehuda ben Tabai and Shreem Ben Shattach were in fact the Nasi or the Avbezdin. We had a Braisa, which, which had a whole story about an Eid Zoymim, and Rabbi Yehuda ben Tabai, after making a mistake, he made a decision that he would never ever make a ruling unless Shima Ben Shetach was present. Now, that makes sense if Shreem Ben Shetach was the the Avbezdin, because a nasi can make a ruling in front of an Avbezdin. But if you're going to say, like Rabbonin say, that Yehuda ben Tabai was only the Avbezdin, how could he then make rulings in front of Shemim Ben Shetach? The answer to which is, is that we're not talking about in the Sanhedrin, we're talking about if they formed a small court. And what Yehuda ben Tabai was saying was, is that he would never form a small court unless Shemim Ben Shetach was present with him, and in such a case it would in fact be allowed to make a ruling in front of the Nasi, even though he's only the Avbezdin and of a lower status, because in a small court, those regular rules do not apply.